episode 76 of the Drive-By Podcast, and the first one for 2023. Well, that wasn't too hard to say, 2023, is sponsored by your number one place for Italian food products in Canada and delivered straight to your door at berkici.ca. Check out the link on this podcast to click through and shop online at berkici.ca. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. I was just talking about Italian products. I want to welcome Berkici.ca online. Did you eat enough? Because I'm done. During the holidays, Italians, we, we exaggerate. See, my wife's not Italian, and she uses that word a lot. And I always used to say, we don't exaggerate. This is who we are. We always put an abundance of food out. We always, uh, we exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> she might be right. I can't anymore. I'm done. It's over. It's time to, you know, the word for 2022 was... Fast, right? I think I need to fast, like get up and leave this place fast, <laughs> quickly, and all the leftovers. It's insane. Today we just had breakfast and we ate a late lunch. This is days after all the food from the holidays. and We still can't have more than two meals a day. That's how much food we ate. So we should be grateful and thankful. Of course, we appreciate that. But so much food. I mean, it's a feast on December 24th in the Italian culture, then again on the 25th, all the days between when friends are visiting friends and family are visiting family, whatever the case may be, you might be going out, and then New Year's, you do it all over again. Way too much. And what the, what the heck's going on with the weather? Will someone explain that to me? Oh, right, global warming. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, it's climate change. We know that. It's way too warm for January, so there might be an argument for global warming. The, the only problem is, yeah, and yeah, the snow has melted where I do this podcast in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. People say they don't remember weather like this. We don't remember weather like this when we were growing up. It was always a lot of snow, freezing cold temperatures, but that's bullshit because I remember just in the last decade alone, including when I was younger too, days when you know your coat was completely open, and you were sweating because you had your coat on and it was too hot. This is not something new. And especially, as I said, in the last decade, I remember personally at least three times having a Christmas Eve where I could walk outside like I did this year and or a New Year's Eve in this case was just a couple of days ago and have a cigar or light up the barbecue and feel like it was end of October. It happens. I even remember a day where it was like mid-70s, so... Mid-20s, you remember that day back in February, I think it was 2013 or 2014, so, and, and everybody was out at all the patios, and call them terraces here in Quebec, the patios, celebrating an early spring, and then snow hit again. This happens. This is, this is not something new. Did you, did you get caught up with all your Netflix shows during the holidays? For us, we started watching, we were behind, I guess, so we watched season one, and now just yesterday, we wrapped up the second season of The White Lotus. Have you seen this? So this is a hotel chain, right, part of this series. And oh, Sorry, it wasn't Netflix. For this, was I think it was on, was it on HBO. I don't even know. And uh, season two had just finished. Had uh, Michael Imperioli, remember from uh, The Sopranos? 
Remember when he played Tony Soprano's nephew? Christopher! His annoying girlfriend used to call him Christopher! Christopher! Oh, Christopher! He was brilliant in The White Lotus, season two, where he, uh, the, the man who plays his father, the man who plays his son, so he, his father, and his son traveled to Sicily in Italy at this White Lotus Hotel where they're going to meet up, I guess, with uh, members of their family that they left behind when uh, their parents, you know, our parents left the mother country, right? And then you go back and you reunite with cousins you've never met. That's what they were planning on doing, and that's why they took this vacation. Anyway, this whole show is centered around this, this hotel. They have a location in Sicily. It's a fictitious hotel. And then there was a, in season one, it was set in another location. And I'm sure season three, it'll be at another hotel. But things just happen at this hotel. There's a lot of weird shit happening at the hotel. Lots of twists and turns in this series. Just when you think it's going one way, it goes in a completely different direction. If you haven't seen it yet, White Lotus is cool. You don't even have to be Italian because it's in English. You don't even have to be Italian but to see it. But there are parts in Italian because it's set, as I said, in Sicily. So that's cool too. Really funny scenes. The writing is well done. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, watch it. White Lotus, it's awesome. People are going on vacation. It's that time of the year. People are either on vacation now, they left for Christmas, New Year's, or they're about to go. I thought I needed to tackle this subject because it's something that I'm not going anywhere, but it's something that I was thinking about, being on planes. I don't miss being on planes. I used to love to fly. Now, I just want to get to my destination, and that's it. Hate flying. But how would you handle the situation? Because I was talking to a couple of friends about this. You're on a plane where someone in the row in front of you... Okay, there's a couple of scenarios. Let me start with this one. Because there's all, all kinds of things that happen on planes. And when people are traveling, people... A lot of people forget that they're traveling with other people. It's like, idiot. You're traveling with a plane full of people. It's not only you. I know you live in, in a bubble, but it's not only you. There are other people to think of. You could come right back at me and DM me at Freeway Frank as well. Tell me how you would handle a situation like this on a plane where someone in the row in front of you or even next to you, stranger, would demand you close window shade, you know, the, the cover that comes down, despite the fact maybe you're enjoying the scenery outside the window. Now, I'm going to mention a couple of scenarios, and this I think is the universal etiquette for being on planes. This is what I, I believe. I didn't look anything up. I didn't Google anything up. But this is what I believe is the universal rules for when you're traveling. Now, unfortunately, somebody has paid, especially in today's day and age, somebody has paid for that window seat. So if I'm paying extra in the window seat and I want to keep that flap, that window shade up and look out and see the uh, Rocky Mountains or the Alps or wherever the hell I'm going, uh, the Vegas Strip as I'm landing, uh, then too bad. I don't I don't care that that you need to, you know what? Put on um, eye covers. Put put your cap down. Put your, um, some people are still wearing masks. Uh, put them over your eyes, whatever. Cover your eyes. Wear sunglasses, whatever the case is. You can't expect somebody to bring down the shade. Now, when the flight attendant, says let's bring down the shades or the pilots say that so we could all watch and you know rest it's a certain time of day it's a long flight everybody's watching movies we just had dinner service lunch service 
Uh, we ask that everybody bring down the shades for more relaxed. Then I get it. When they're asking everybody to do it, then I'm okay with it. But beginning of flight, end of flight, I think is too soon. Or if you see the person kind of bring it up because you can tell they're enjoying the moment. They might be recording it. They might be taking some pictures. They see something outside the window they want to look at. I have no problem with that. And again, I can't tell somebody. I would never have the, the gall to ask somebody, can you bring your, your shade down? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Now, in that instance, uh, I think if somebody told me that, I would just say, I'm just enjoying a couple of minutes of the scenery here that we're currently going out, which, uh, by the way, you're invited to look out the window too, sitting next to me if you want to see it. I'm going to bring it down in a couple of minutes. That's what I would do, to be respectful. But I wouldn't necessarily do it right away, okay? Now, there, there's just people that leave it you know, open for the entire flight, but I would never ask anybody that. Now, there are other instances when you're on a flight when things should never happen. Like the shade to me, that's not even, it's not, it's not even on the radar. There's, it's not even there. It's not even top of mind. Here are the things that are top of mind. There's a kid and he's kicking the back of my seat, right? And slamming it. This has happened before. That deserves the stare down. That is unnecessary. And the, the kid doesn't know better, but the parent should be aware that the kid is doing that. All you have to do in that instance is turn around and kind of give the kid a stare down and then look at the parent. That's what I've done in the past. Kid first, the parent, then back to the kid. By then, any sensible parent or person would figure out you're annoyed and, and it would stop. However, it has continued a couple of other times and a couple of other situations where that has happened. I have turned around and said to the person, please, and, and asked the parent. And as I said, almost every time the person feels bad that the kid is doing that. So under no circumstances should you allow your kids to do that. You should be very aware if you're flying with kids what they're doing at all times because they're disrupting other people. That's the bottom line. No matter what, any kid on the plane, unless your kid is very well behaved, they're disrupting people. That's just the way it is. But then again, let's not just blame it on kids. Adults are disruptive too. And there's another thing you should never do. As travelers, you should never, I know some people like to take their shoes off, but be aware. If you, if you just took a shower, taking your shoes off, your feet are not going to smell. If you didn't take a, a shower in days, taking your shoes off is probably not the right thing, but you can't tell somebody to put their shoes back on. But you can tell somebody to F right off if their foot is now appearing on your armrest. You know what I mean? So you're sitting. In that window seat, whether the shade, the window shade is pulled down or up, whatever the case is, but you see somebody's foot at the back of your elbow, this this warrants a conversation or 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 a talk, or in some instances, if you you want to be a dick right back, a little shot of the elbow and then look back and say, No, I don't think so. You're not putting your foot there, right? But I think there's ways to do it where people will, will catch the drift. But I think people that do this and are putting their feet on your armrest are already clueless and already dumb they're already out of touch it's gonna probably start something if you say something it's gonna start a fight of some sort so i think being diplomatic and instead of ramming your elbow right on the sole of their foot and saying something it's to turn around respectfully and say with all due respect please and i think somebody would understand at that point what they're doing is not is not right so again feet in no way should your feet cross the imaginary boundary into somebody else's airspace, okay? So your feet should stay on your side. Your feet should not come over to the person right in front of you. Another thing, people 
are always afraid to bring down their seat. You know, especially as Canadians, we're, we're respectful and we're afraid to bring, like your seat goes back as far as it can for a reason. You're allowed to bring it back that far. Now, I like to, if I'm going to bring it back, to bring it back, not all the way, just a tiny bit, but to make sure that the person, because, you know, I'm aware of what's going on in life. <laughs> Meaning, you know, some people are clueless, but I like to see what, what's going on behind me. And I make sure that the person is not still eating or has a drink there or something that the minute I push that seat back, there's a chance things could start flying, whatever the case is, irritate the person in the back. Never a good thing either. So you kind of give that look over your shoulder, make sure everything's okay and slowly bring it back. The tray is clear. In other words, we need to do this as people when we're traveling together. Not everybody gets to fly business class or first class. Most people are in coach or in, in the economy section. So we need to be respectful towards each other. But I think that's really important. I remember once bringing down my seat and I was still living in Vancouver and I was coming to Montreal, I think for the holidays. And uh, this uh, French lady went spastic on me. She started yelling at me in French and I started replying to her very nicely in French saying, I'm allowed to bring my seat back. She said, no, you're not, not on these planes. And I go, well, my seat goes back your seat goes back. And she said, well, I didn't put my seat back because I don't want to know the person behind me. I go, well, that's your issue. I could put my seat back. I'm allowed. Now, I'm not going to put it back because I could see you're irritated. I don't want to cause an argument, but I'm allowed to put my seat back. And she hit the back of my seat, like with her hand, almost like she was hitting the back of my head. And I, at that point, said, lady, I don't want to get into an argument with you. I'm going home for the holidays. I'm asking you very nicely the next time it's going to get really bad, and that's where it ended. But people, I think, when they fly, they're already agitated, they're already nervous. There's the right way to do it, and then there's people who think they're doing it within the rules of flying, but proper etiquette, but they're not. But there's only one way, and I just explained it to you. Those are the ways that, th those are all acceptable. And for the things that I mentioned, certain things unacceptable, that you never would do in a flight, no matter what. Episode 76 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berkici.ca. It's Italy at your doorstep. Check out thousands of authentic Italian products direct from Italy. You can order online at B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. Berkici. You're going to say it right. Yeah, I know Italians who can't even pronounce it right sometimes. They pronounce it in different ways. It's not that complicated. Berkici.ca. They ship to anywhere in Canada. This is what Berkici wants you to know now. Not only could you shop at their store in Montreal, in the Montreal area, on Boulevard Couture, of course, in St. Leonard, but they ship to anywhere in Canada. That's right. You're listening to this podcast right now in Calgary. I know there's people listening in Vancouver. I know there's people listening in Manitoba, in Toronto, in Hamilton, in the Maritimes. I see the stats. Wherever you are, even here in Montreal, you avoid the traffic, save time going up, up and down the aisle. But how about going to berkichi.ca, clicking on the link on this episode of the Drive-By Podcast, and ordering today online at berkichi.ca, it's that simple. Your ticket to Italy without even leaving your house. It's Berkichi. You know what drives me nuts? Okay. I remember when I first moved into uh, my new home here outside the Montreal area. 
when my wife said to me she grew up with a housekeeper, right? So not a live-in housekeeper, but you know how people nowadays all have like, some call them the cleaning lady, right? The the the, the that that's uh, oh that's uh, not politically correct. The cleaning lady. It's like schlep. No, we don't say that. It's the housekeeper or cleaning services, right? But my wife said, you know, she grew up with. She always had, uh, you know, like a lot of people do. And you don't have to be rich to have it. Somebody comes to your home once a week or every two weeks to clean your house, to clean your mess. Why? Because you can. And it's not that expensive, but apparently now prices are going up. But this is the thing that I don't get. So I told my wife right, right away, we'll get a cleaning lady, all right. That cleaning lady is called Frank, and his assistant is Steph. <laughs> my wife, we're going to clean it. And we've been cleaning our place now for five years. We have a routine, and we do it on our own. It's not to save money. It's not that we're cheap. I'll tell you, I don't like people in my house. I don't like people in my house already, yet alone somebody coming and clean my shit. I'm not interested. All right? So I told my wife, we didn't have a housekeeper. My mom cleaned everything. My sister cleaned, and I moved out of the house. I never cleaned because everybody did everything for me. I was very spoiled. But the minute I... I Moved for Vancouver. I was a bachelor. Lived on my uh, on my own. Cleanliness was everything. I cleaned my own my own apartment. That's a, no one cleaned my apartment ever. All right. Maybe this was uh, part of one of my dreams that somebody actually cleaned my shit. No, nobody did. It was always me. Point being is, this is what I don't get. This came up during the holidays. We we're having a conversation. Somebody that has housekeeper or cleaning services. There's this ritual. Do you do you know about this? It's the cleaning up before. The housekeeper comes over. In other words, so let's say for this Friday, your cleaning person comes over, right? On Thursday, there's the cleaning up. We're going to clean up, everybody. What are we cleaning up for exactly, I would be saying? Because tomorrow, yeah, the housekeeper's coming. So there's the cleanup before the actual cleaning begins so that the housekeeper doesn't think you're, you're uh, a total uh, you know, pig and uh, disgusting human. I said, whoa, hang on a second. So wait, you clean up before they come and clean up? Oh, so what's the point? What the heck is the point then of having somebody clean your house? It makes absolutely no sense to me. If I'm going to get somebody, I'm going to pay them 200 bucks or whatever the case is. It's insane now. Four hours, uh, 160 bucks, 150 bucks. I don't even know anymore. It's not, it's not like 50, 60 bucks, right? It's like three times that price, depending on the size of your house. So you're telling me that I have to clean my place now. I have to clean it before the person who's supposed to clean it and who I pay to clean my filth is coming. That is correct. That's the etiquette. That's the etiquette. You mean just like the airline etiquette we talked about? There's an etiquette for housekeeping. Yes, there's, a, there's an etiquette. Why? Well, they'll clean it even if it's disgusting. Even if it's dirty, they don't care. But then they're going to have this image of you. Who's going to have this image of you? The housekeeper. Do I know the housekeeper? Not really. You know her because, or him because they come and clean your house. But you don't know them. But they're going to know you're a dirty person. Well, obviously, I'm a dirty person. Like everybody is, we make a mess and we clean the mess. But if I'm not going to clean it on my own, I'm paying somebody to come and clean my mess. So how does that make me a dirty person if I'm paying you to clean the mess I don't want to clean? Correct? No. But no, everyone knows. Everyone, Frank, you don't know. I don't know. No, you don't know because you've never had a housekeeper. Correct. I never had a housekeeper. What that means is the day before 
or a few hours before the housekeeper comes, you do like a really quick general cleaning. I go, what does this entail? Really quick. In other words, you wash down the sinks. Whoa, wash down the sinks with what? You know, water just to take out if there's anything icky in the sink to show that you're not a complete dirt bag. Oh, okay. And then what? Do I clean the floors? No, but if there are big spots or sticky spots and it looks like you might do a little spot wash. Oh, I have to do a spot wash and then rinse down the sinks. Yeah, and you might take, like, if the garbages are overflowing, the ones that are overflowing you could take out on your own, and then the ones that are half full, you could leave those for the, the cleaner. So what the heck do I have a cleaner for if I have to do the pre-clean? Correct. Why? Because. Why because? Because they're going to know. What are they going to know? They're, they're going to go tell the Association of Cleaners. They're going to go tell other cleaners. They're going to go tell... Uh, other people that they know that might know you, that Frank is a filthy guy. So I clean his house. Disgusting. This is what they do. This is what they do. This is what they do. So uh, they come to your house. They have the keys to your house. And I'm not going to worry about other things they're doing in my house when they're in my space. I'm going to worry about what they're going to go tell other people about how dirty my house is. Correct. Right. So this is not just you doing this. No. Everyone who has a housekeeper does the pre-clean so that they don't look like disgusting, filthy people. Total disgusting, filthy people. Like there's a level, like if it's 100% dirty, you got to bring it down to about 70 or 80, apparently, so that you're not 100% dirty. Oh, okay. Does this make any sense to anybody listening right now? Has anyone else had this conversation? Or do you have a housekeeper, somebody that you pay, a cleaning service, and you do this? Because to me, this defeats the purpose. And I told my wife, if we were ever to get, and trust me, and getting no housekeeper, as I said, I don't want anybody coming in my house when I'm not there. That's just me. I like people in my space. That's just me, right? I like people with the keys to my house. I just don't. Now, I know some people do it. They're single. They're bachelors. Whatever the case, the kids have moved. Whatever the case, they do it. They try. Fine. And, and I know a lot of people do it with their vacation homes and other places in other, you know, Florida, whatever. They come out. Whatever. I'm fine with that. But my principal home, I don't want people coming into my home. But again, let me make it clear. If I were to pay for a service, it's like me saying, all right, well, so-and-so is coming and fix my toilet today. The plumber's coming. But to facilitate the plumber and the work that the plumber has to do or whoever else is coming to fix whatever the hell is broken in my house, I'm going to attempt to partially fix it. Why? So the person coming to fix it doesn't have to completely fix it. They'll fix it, but it's not completely broken. They'll clean your house, but it's not completely disgusting. Do the pre-clean before. No. I'm telling you right now, if we ever had a cleaner... It would be the way it is, and that's the way I would leave it, and you're coming again. And, I, and it's not to be an a-hole, right? And say, oh, I'm going to dirty my house even more and leave crap all over the place because I have a housekeeper. No, that's not it. But the whole point of having the housekeeper is that you're paying them to clean your house. Not paying them to clean your house after you cleaned your house so that they wouldn't be completely disgusted by how dirty your house was. It's unbelievable. I had this conversation during the holidays, and I thought to myself, I got to talk about this on the drive-by. But people, and it's not, the funny thing is, is I thought it was just one person. And then the other person's like, no, I have a cleaner. I have, yeah, yeah, there's the cleaner, the, the, the pre-clean. The pre, uh, what? There's a name for this. And then somebody else, yeah, for, I used to have a cleaner, same thing. And that's why we stopped getting it, because we're, we're like, why are we cleaning if the cleaner's coming? But then we can't leave it like that, because what are they going to think? What are they going to think? Imagine that. What are they? We are worried about 
people who are hired to clean are going to think this is the world we live in. I thought we left this behind in 2022 because for 2023, the world I live in is I don't care if anyone gets offended more than ever. If you're here to clean my shit, clean it. I'm not cleaning it, especially if I'm paying you to clean it. Episode 76 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berkichi.ca, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. Berkichi, say it with me. Say it properly. It's the best of Italy straight to your home. You could order the finest in Italian products online. Sure, they have their store, their brick-and-mortar store in the Montreal area, but this is to promote their online from anywhere in Canada. Real Italian products, you name it, they have it. It's berkichi.ca or check out the link anywhere you listen to this podcast. Click on it and you shop online and support our sponsors here at the Drive-By Podcast. That wraps up episode 76, the first of 2023. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can reach me anytime. Five-star it on Spotify. Review or comment on Apple. We'll catch you again for episode 77 next Tuesday and Thursday. Ciao for now. Happy New Year, everyone. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.